Hey everybody, welcome back to the Playing With Power podcast, the issue-by-issue retrospective about Nintendo Power magazine. I am your host, Ben, and with me as always are my co-hosts, Mike. Hi. And John. Aloha. And we're looking at uh, volume 30 from November of 1991 with uh, Final Fantasy II on the cover, which I believe is actually Final Fantasy IV. Yep. So uh, basically what, what happened was uh, they were so late in getting uh, Final Fantasy I uh, localized um, for American audience for uh, Nintendo that uh, by the time it was released, numbers two and three had already been released in Japan. And uh, then they decided to skip two and three for the American audiences and uh, just give them Final Fantasy IV. And uh, in order to, quote, not confuse... <laughs> Even though it's turned out to be extremely confusing, uh, <laughs> American audiences they just named it Final Fantasy Two. So now, two and three eventually did come out on like subsequent game yeah, like collections. The Game Boy Advance, yeah. the Game Boy Advance okay. definitely had the uh, the Final Fantasies yes. two and three released. Okay, and what do they call them here? <laughs> no, they called them two and three, and then they released the Super Nintendo two and three as four and six. So they did their best to uh, just <laughs> scrub out the inconsistency rather than yeah. go with it. So. Wait, no, no, shouldn't it be five and six? They no, gave they, up they did the fake well. numbering. The, the they gave up the localized numbering when they when Final Fantasy VII came out. Yeah, pretty John much. brings up a point. What happened to five? Well, five was a Super Nintendo Final Fantasy, but I don't know why they didn't translate that one. But they mm-hmm. did translate the next one, Final Fantasy VI, which to me it was the best Final Fantasy ever because. Had great music, amazing opening. If you uh, haven't played the game, at least play like the first five minutes of it just to get that amazing opening scene. And just remember, that was a Super Nintendo. And and so I get to play seven on the Nintendo sixty four, right? <laughs> oh, you know they actually planned. <laughs> you know they actually planned to get uh, Final Fantasy seven out for the Super Nintendo, but it was in development for, starting from like ninety four. And it mm. took so long, eventually they decided to move over to try and develop it for the Nintendo 64. And then they found out they wanted to have uh, full CGI scenes in it. And of course, they couldn't fit that much onto an N64 cartridge. So then they made it for the PlayStation. How many? It's like three discs? Yeah. Or, uh, I thought it was four, but maybe. Uh, Final Fantasy IX was four discs, I okay. believe. All right. Anyway, we're we've off. We as always with playing with power, we're off track. Hey, about five minutes. Final like Fantasy minutes is still on track, but uh, <laughs> this cover, as someone who loves Final Fantasy two a lot, like mm-hmm. I mean, like, I've got so many covers of their music in my iTunes. There's like, there's been so many re-releases. Like someone uh, did the score of Final Fantasy two, but with Celtic music. Like recorders, bagpipes—well, not right. bagpipes, but right. violins, fiddles—it's fantastic takes on it, as well as symphonic orchestras. But right. uh, we'll get there. We'll get there. We have to get to the game. Though. The so, point is, well, so we're on the cover. No, the, yeah, and the cover is wrong. As someone who loves the game, this cover is just fucking awful. All right, why <laughs> is the cover wrong? Well, first off, he's flying a giant bird. You don't fly a giant bird. At one, <laughs> you don't? No, you fly in an airship. So was there birds on the airship? Well, in the opening game, you get attacked by a bird on your airship, but you don't like ride it into the ground or anything. You just kill it. 
And (laughs) you can't harness the bird for your own bidding. (laughs) Not in that game. And also, uh, I have no idea who the fuck is on the bird. Because none of the characters look like that. Mm. Except for the bard. But this guy's holding a sword instead of a flute. And again, nobody flies a fucking bird. It's like there's only one. I bet bet they went to an artist and just said, like, Hey, this kind of stuff's in a game. We need a cover. Right. <laughs> oh, so, fantasy. You mean like Tolkien and shit? Like when they like when, I don't, when they ride the eagle? Yes. Yeah. Well, who knows what screenshot? The, the artist might have been given a shot of the bird attacking the airship, and he had no idea. Like, I mean, who knows what story? Right. I think he had a shot of morphine instead. Like this. <laughs> this picture doesn't make um, any fucking sense. But what is interesting is that of shots, in the bottom you get to see the <laughs> mist dragon, which is I don't know why he's on the cover since. I mean, like he's one of the he's the first boss you encounter, and that's it. You kill him, and he does. Well, I can tell you exactly why he's on the cover then, because they probably only had like the first level localized. Gave some shots of that to the Mm. artist, and that was all they had to work from. (laughs) Maybe the game originally started with a dude with a sword riding a bird, and they cut it cut it out later. Yeah, I don't know. Like there's (laughs) one like there's only one part in the game where you briefly ride a a black chocobo. But that's just to get from uh, one co- like a tiny island, and then that's it. You get the. I wrote, I wrote a black chocobo once in college, if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I pray I don't. That's that's when she asked you to chocobo her. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did I ever tell you about the girl that wanted to have zombie sex? What? Yeah, she. What is that? She like you just lay there dead? Yeah. Well, she. Well, no, she, she said it involved. How is no, that different from like necrophilia? Uh, because when you screw her, she tries to chew your head. I love that Mike takes over the story <laughs> somehow. <laughs> Congratulations, you're playing with power. No, it, zombie sex where she's the like, prep for that involved. Let him tell the story, damn it! <laughs> I'm done. I'm just done. Let him tell the story, Mike. I'm good. John, go ahead. John. It in, the prep for that involved a tub full of ice cubes. Oh my God. I was told. <laughs> oh, no. Like having a stranger, but with someone else. Well, no, no. Like she wanted, she wanted to get. In. <laughs> All right, in in like she was definitely joking when she sent me that. Oh, like okay. she was trying to be silly, but. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> anyway, all right. Uh, uh, so we have a cover that doesn't relate to the game, but it does kind of get you pumped from Final Fantasy. We can say that much, right? It's like as uh, it looks as far really as like nice. the, it's kind yeah, of yeah, the epic. artwork and stuff. It's it's fine. Yeah, it's kind of like, epic. I mean, if this was yeah. the game. All right, and uh, anything else of note on the cover there? Mm. Let's is, move on into. Is, is there the... like a weird like lemon at the top like left near the like what is that? <laughs> it's a moon. <laughs> like, well, no, like. Next, if you go like to the left from the end, like there, the crater like, of the moon, is that a crater? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Because yeah, the moon All has right. craters, obviously. Yeah. I thought it was All a right. water stain in my copy, to be honest, <laughs> at first, and then I had to like you know I touched it. I'm like, oh no, it's not damaged. It must be part of the art. Oh uh, yeah, I guess you can see the other. You do, you there. do okay. go to the moon, so that shoots down your theory of them only having the first level because the moon is the last place you go. All <laughs> right. Well, I don't. I don't know, Mike. I don't know. All right. They just fucked so. up. So moving on in, uh, I don't. What what advertisement do you guys have on the? We have like a holiday season thing. Okay, yeah, like magazines in a mailbox. That's yeah, vibrating. Says, yeah, like there's like an M80 inside the mailbox, and it's like shooting Nintendo powers at you. <laughs> yeah, it says this holiday season, give the gift of stopless power. I thought it said topless power. <laughs> I know that would have been better. 
And it uh, looks like I did give uh, someone no, stopless power. <laughs> now you're playing with boobies. <laughs> oh, wait, Ben, explain. Oh, it just looks like I cut off the bottom piece here to get um, a, a subscription again. Oh, uh, okay. And it says 12 ice hot issues, just $15. Unless you're in mm. Canada, I'm sure. And then it's probably yeah. like double. <laughs> yeah. But they get free healthcare, so it all evens out. All right. Anything this. Uh, what else? Like, uh. Not a whole lot else as far as the ad. I mean, it's like clearly uh, Christmas themed, and they have like the. The mailbox pole has garland around it, and there's snow everywhere. And for whatever reason, there's a ton of Nintendo powers ejecting from the uh, mailbox. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know what the hell. All right, so if you go, there's like the third sentence down. It says Nintendo playing pals and their mail mail like mailbox is hyphenated. What the hell is to the right of mail? That's a good question. I'm trying to now. I'm like, it looks like some sort of. Like snow, abominable snow creature or something. I don't know. It looks uh, like a it's Japanese Mario. character wearing a backpack. It's Mario in a Santa <laughs> outfit, with carrying, carrying a sack. Oh, I can kind of see that now. I don't know if it's Mario or not. Yeah, it's Mario. It's definitely a Santa character. I wearing, see a mustache uh, and a, I see a nose and a mustache. Oh, that is so bad. <laughs> It looks like that okay. was put like in the actual snow to try to get like a picture of it, but it's like so far away you can't even tell what it was. Yeah, I think this is just a stock photo that they put like in the background, and they put a mailbox in front of. I don't know. Anyway, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so moving okay. on in uh, to the power line. Did you guys see anything in here of note? Uh, I'm kind of annoyed that of all games mentioned, that Faceball gets the photo <laughs> insert here. Faceball, two thousand. Yeah, and what Game the hell Boy. is with the other faces? Like, they're different smiley faces, but like slash lines instead of circular eyes. Yeah, and we'll get to that game later. They're in like a um, dome. So does that mean that they're like bullets that are facing you, and that's why they look like circles? Like they, some of these they do a whole. I think Ben's got this covered. Yeah, there's All a right. whole there's there's coverage later. We'll get to it. Okay. All right. But uh, just so everyone knows, when we talk about Faceball 2000, it's essentially like the uh, Walmart smiley face, emoji smiley face in different shapes, and uh, that's that's what the logo looks like. Do you know that Walmart tried to um, um, trademark the smiley face and they got shot down? Because uh, <laughs> doesn't somebody else own that? Nobody owns it. Or no, it's just it's just common use or whatever. Yeah. It's like um, the New Orleans Saints. In NFL, their symbol is the fleur de lis, mm-hmm. like, and because uh, it's a historical um, symbol, they can't trademark it. <laughs> so right. if you go to like New Orleans, there's all these shirts, like unlicensed <laughs> Saints shirts. Uh, that's what because, you. That's what you yeah. get for adopting a public domain mascot. Pretty much. Yeah, but then, but then the NFL is still okay with you know Redskins being you know a team name. So what the hell do I know? They're unlicensed too, right now, right? Uh, they lost a copyright. I, it's not quite that easy. It base, basically, I think yes, like effectively, because it was viewed racist by like one of the government departments. Like they removed the something along those lines. I don't know exactly what it what it plays out as, but yeah, there's something like that where like because it was deemed that their mascot is you mm. know culturally insensitive, they 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 put a little ding on them in that regard. Mm-hmm. So. 
All right, uh, contents? Anything? Table of contents is not. Oh, um, I like the Battletoads Game Boy uh, uh, um, snippet here. Those <laughs> those rocking toads are back in a Game Boy Adventure that will keep you hopping. Mm. Woo! They should have put it like they should have put a hyphen n. These rockin' hoppin' like that would have been better. Rock hoppin' the G. Yeah, like these rockin' toads are you know they'll keep you hopping. Like I don't know they. And then they're way overselling Faceball 2000 with the new entry from Bulletproof Software has 3D action and an incredible multiplayer mode. Hmm. On the original Game Boy, I'm sure it's just amazing. All right. Okay. So let's move on into the players' pulse. And they have a whole bunch of letters here this month. Letters from Game Link Dreamers. They basically asked people to write in about who they want to play the Game Link against. So the Game Link, again, is the cable that runs between two Game Boys. So it's basically like, who would you want to uh, have a match against you know, on a <laughs> Game Boy? And if, with what game? <laughs> so I'll do the, I'll do the right. first one here. Um... It says, Corey from Neff's O says, I think a great <laughs> game link match would be Arnold Schwarzenegger and me playing Fortified Zone. Arnold would probably like to shoot him up because of his action roles in the Predator and Terminator films. I would let him win, though, because if he lost, he would probably crush the Game Boy in one hand and my face in the other. <laughs> you got that. Good right. logic, Corey. Good yeah. logic. All right. Yep, the Star Wars. Movie. You nailed it. <laughs> Okay. Uh, I'll take Michael Sanders. Natural Link. I would like to game Link with Link. We could fight together and destroy everything that we could shake a sword at, and we would take shifts to beat the Dark Nuts. The what? <laughs> I thought, you mean Deku Nuts? The Dark Lord? I beat Dark Lord? With... I, I beat some Dark Nuts in college. <laughs> <laughs> was that your experimentation phase? That was like my, my Chocobo night. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Okay, it says, when we see Princess Zelda, we would celebrate our victory with Pepsi and chips. Then we would split up the jewels. That was Michael So what's Sanders. the over-under on whether Michael Saunders has, or Sanders has diabetes at this point? <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. I, I think if you tried to play with Link, you, you'd first have to get him to stop holding the Game Boy over his head. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that he's. I think he's the only one that that writes in with a fictional character. So mm -hmm. you know that's kind of bullshit. But all right, so uh, Brandon Lee of Batesville R writes in. You get this one. If I <laughs> if I could game link with a celebrity, it would be Tom Cruise. He's a great actor, but I wonder how good he is at Days of Thunder. So yeah. you know, I don't know why Tom Cruise keeps coming up for me. Maybe I should go to a Scientology uh, <laughs> clinic or something. But so yeah, yeah, I can tell you right now how good he is. He's probably shit at it because it was a shit game. <laughs> <laughs> I like the. Uh, does anybody want to read the, uh, the 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 Michael Jordan one or just talk about the interesting insert they have? No, just miss you want to do it? Yeah, John? I mean, I'll, I won't read. I won't read it, but I'll just I'll just say uh, Aaron Reitmer of uh, Reitmeyer, sorry, of Crookston, Minnesota, writes in saying uh, he wanted to um, play Michael Jordan uh, game link versus for the NBA All Star Challenge, and uh, like he would he would beat him, and he's like he's basically like fantasizing about uh, how how beating Michael Jordan at Game Boy would go. <laughs> yeah, and the answer we have uh, Michael Jordan number twenty three holding a Game Boy. And the guy he's playing is the the same guy from the 
the same autistic spazoid from the <laughs> from the travel games that we mentioned earlier. <laughs> yeah, and he's I don't know he why looks, he's gripping the screen. He's not even touching the buttons. He's just he, like gripping the screen and staring at Michael Jordan. He looks like the human the human um form of Squatchy from um Rick and Morty. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. And uh, I don't know, like, is, he still, is he supposed to be having a Triforce shirt? I or, don't know. Um, or maybe it's like a really long beard. <laughs> uh, yeah, this kid, this guy, he's just depressing. And the way he's drawn, he looks like a Herman cartoon. Uh, anyway. So the All next right, one so, says yep. Soviet Link. Says my Adam from uh, Denver, Colorado. Says my dream game link would be to play Tetris against Soviet President Mikhail Gorbachev. I think it'd be fun to study his strategy and maybe even beat him. <laughs> and you know who you wouldn't want to play? Which Russian leader you wouldn't want to play against? Right, Putin, because <laughs> yeah. he'd have you killed if you lost. <laughs> so. Yeah, and bumper cars with Bill. I read your request for Game Boy Dream Links in the last issue and decided to send mine. No shit, that's why we're reading it. My dream is to take the NASCAR challenge with Bill Elliott. The man says, start your engines. The engines whir. The engines roar. We take a few warm-up laps, and the pace car ducks out, and the race begins. I race nose and nose with Elliott for 99 of the 103 laps in the race, and then he crashes into me. I make an outstanding recovery. Everyone starts to scream, and I actually win. That's by okay. Alan Fowler of Utica, that's, New York. That's actually it's pretty well written, mm -hmm. I would say. <clears throat> Even though it doesn't... the last... Oh, sorry. sorry All right, Mike. do the last one, John. Well, no, what did you say? You were about to say uh, something, Mike? I was just like, it doesn't really sound... Oh, yeah, I, was, I thought he was like talking about actually racing with them, and I was like, what does that have to do with the Game Boy? But then I realized it was probably the game called NASCAR Challenge. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so... And then uh, my game link, uh, Randy uh, Vina of Elizabeth, New, New Jersey, uh, writes in, uh, in my game link fa fantasy, it would be pitching to Bo Jackson in Bo Jackson's Hit and Run, which is not a drinking and driving game. <laughs> uh, in the bottom of the ninth, there are two out, and the count is full. My team is leading when Bo steps up to the plate. The bases are loaded. Here's the pitch. Bo swings and misses. My pitch wins the game. So he doesn't beat Bo... Like, by a hit, which is how everybody else dreams about winning a baseball game. No, you strike Bo Jackson out uh, in, 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 in Randy's yep. uh, fantasy scenario. Crushing so. him. And speak. I guess uh, this whole section kind of, um, you know, begs the question, so even, even though I hate that phrase. Um, what would your dream link, uh, you know, game matchup be, Mike? Hmm. Who would I want to play on the game link? Or or Ben, do you have one that comes to mind? Who oh wants gosh. to go first? I had to think about that for a while. All right, <laughs> I was going to well, let Ben decide while I think. I know. I'll, I'll start then. Right. I I would I would play uh, what's his face, the Tetris guy, uh, the inventor. Uh, okay, Sergey Patinov. Yeah, mm -hmm. you're yeah, Alexei, Gosh, Mirnoff, whatever Alexei, his name is. Yeah, Gosh, yeah, I'd want to play him at Tetris because that would be kind of interesting. Like, that's that's what I would go with. I tell you what I'd like to play. I'd like to yeah. play Battletoads for Game Boy and whoop the shit out of Humble Howard Phillips. <laughs> oh, <laughs> calling out Howie! All right. Oh shit! Wow, oh, man. Ben goes dark. <laughs> <laughs> you can't you, get, you get to kick a man when he's down. I guess. All right. And then, <laughs> 
All right, hmm. Mike. I guess so. Anything come to mind? Is Kirby, no, was Kirby's pinball multiplayer or was it just a single player game? Um, it would, I mean, I guess it's, I mean, pinball is inherently single player, but I guess you could take turns with someone. Uh, Does someone play as the ball? Is that how that works? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't remember playing too many multiplayer games on the Game Boy simply because I didn't have anybody to play with, so. I, I didn't have friends. friends. <laughs> uh, this is a fantasy thing, though. Ooh. You can say anything. Yeah. You can say like Andre Agassi at tennis. I think or, I would. You know? I think I would like to play Doctor Mario with Doctor Phil, <laughs> <laughs> just so I can say, "There, you know as much about this medicine as you do about your own practice, you quack." Now, uh, now, now, now the pill, the pills here are are not. They say it's not good for children. <laughs> Do you now, agree with that? Now, I, I, now I think that we could uh, talk to these viruses in, in the bottle and, uh, you know, to get to their issues and ask, like, why they feel they need to lash out at, at others. <laughs> Did you guys ever not- see uh, the clip where he tried to, he almost had the guy, the director from Bun Fights on his show? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Do you remember and he, like, Bum decided fights, against right? it? Uh, yeah. Like, that's the where they... They pay bums like fifty bucks to like stab each other with broken bottles and stuff. Right? Yeah, yeah. I only was okay. quite that violent, but some close to that. Yes. Oh, just the versions I have. All right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Just anyways, so like, edition. you know, the so the finishing moves. There is no snuff. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Anyways, so they had like the director, some like you know college age like asshole kid. Like ready to go, ready to go on the st- <laughs> stage. They don't they don't show him. Doctor Phil's like talking about the content. He's like, you know what? I don't I don't even want to talk to him. I don't even want to give him the time of day. And then they cut <laughs> to the kid, and the kid is dressed up exactly like Doctor Phil, and, <laughs> and has shaved his hair in the exact male pattern baldness pattern as Doctor Phil. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> That would have been epic. Oh, I'm like, oh, oh just God, the single shot. I could totally troll him. Uh, you think the staff tipped uh, Dr. Phil off so that he wouldn't come out? I don't know. Do you think it was even the same guy or if it was just some guy pretending to be that just so he could punk Dr. Phil? Oh, I think it was the guy. It was definitely. But it, I mean, he didn't He didn't have the same like frame. He was clearly not Dr. Phil. He was just dressed up like him. And he'd shaved his head in the same pattern. That was the best part. <laughs> he was prepared to go on national TV like that and debate him about bum fights. Now, 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 you see, I know what you're thinking. I'm a despicable person, but you see, what I do is I empower these people to manifest their destiny and and, and overcome the, 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 the hazards by bringing their plight to them, a lot of the American people. Now, now, see, I disagree. I think you're a, I think you're a piece of crap. Well, I disagree, <laughs> sir. I think you're a piece of crap. <laughs> uh, I like how this is playing out right. in Mike's head. <laughs> all right. So uh, then we've got another page that's um, a write, uh, like a, a write up in the magazine about yeah. contest, uh, the contest winner for the NASCAR. Yeah. Speaking of uh, Bill Elliott. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, so, Do you want to take it, Mike? Well, this guy, uh, uh, Lee Mullen. Uh, yeah, this kid, Lee Mullen. I, I, first of all, I got—I I gotta say, I love this kid because he's got a kid and play flat, high flat top going on, and I got to applaud that. Now, and I never knew who Bill Elliott was, but apparently he was the younger version of Bill Nye, the science guy, before he got into. 
before he like picked up the beat, put down the steering wheel. I'm pretty sure Bill Elliott's older than Bill Nye, by the way. (laughs) I don't know. In this picture, it looks the other way around, but yes, this is from '91. Jesus Christ! (laughs) I I love still that. I mean, you got to admit this Lee Mullins kid is rocking that high flat top. Yeah, I mean, look at that. That's some kid in play shit going on right there. (laughs) Uh, It um. It does remind me of my favorite, uh, like, Wi-Fi ID is Bill Why the Science Fi. <laughs> the one in my neighborhood is pretty fly for a Wi-Fi. <laughs> and, and, the only ones then, I've seen on vacation are called the Hershey Highway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when uh, I was going to... Or We Can Hear You Having Sex is another <laughs> one of those. Uh, an, <laughs> a, another one is FBI Surveillance Van. <laughs> nice. I like my uh, password is taco. That's always good. <laughs> so, so this kid wanted to race, uh, or he wanted, yeah, he won the trip of a lifetime. Twelve-year-old <laughs> from New Meadow, Idaho. I tried looking this kid up, but uh, when I'm when I'm done, I'll tell you what happened. It says on race day, the Mullins toured the pit area, met Bill Elliott, got a close-up look at his car before heading off to the stands to watch one of the most exciting races ever held at Talladega. Oh, you mean they didn't drive around in a circle, turning left? Don't don't hate on NASCAR, all right. I'm just don't saying, if they threw some obstacles in there, some hazards, you know, you know, like wacky races, give us something to look at besides like hoping for a crash. Well, so, I mean, Talladega. I'm pretty sure Talladega is a restrictor plate track. I don't know if it was back in '91, but restrictor uh, plate racing is actually pretty interesting because that's the whole point. That like all the cars are so standardized, everybody's so equal. It, it comes down to um, just who can drive better. Like they take so many variables out of the mm-hmm. out of like the very so like Formula One. It, it like every year it comes down to just the best manufacturer. Like Honda makes the best cars or whatever. <laughs> like mm-hmm. uh, so, I mean NASCAR in a certain sense like it's a very pure form of racing in that everything is so even out that it, it comes down to the skill of the driver is, is what the argument that you can make at least so and, mm-hmm. and the skill of the pit crews on getting the, the stuff done so I'm not a huge NASCAR person but I, I, I don't think it's entirely fair to, to beat down on people that that do enjoy NASCAR because there there is like once you start to kind of get into it a little more um, it's, it, there's there's more to it than just you know one big left hmm. left hand turn well you know. those try- cars are not not those cars are serious too like they're 150 degrees for like three hours you know Mm -hmm. uh you have to follow a perfect line the entire time for you know 200 laps or whatever it is i mean that's well that's tough you know for anyone fan or no fan of nascar doing what winning what he got sounds awesome no matter if you like racing or not pretty much um he his whole family basically got a tour of the track a tour of this is during race day um so this Mm -hmm. isn't like a practice this is like for real um, he got a close look at the car, toward the pit area, met Bill Elliott, and um, he, and it says here he also got mm-hmm. to meet Dale Earnhardt. Apparently, did he? Does it, it say says he met no. Dale had a hundred thousand fans as Bill Elliott whipped out his car to the slip screen and pulled alongside Dale Earnhardt. Oh, he pulled. He him met Dale Earnhardt in that in the in race. That Dale Earnhardt was racing <laughs> at a race he watched. No, the, <laughs> was the, the kid car, went. Right? No, the kid went and watched. He wasn't in the car when during the actual race. Oh, that would have and been then, fun. And then and. <laughs> and then, te- and then, ten years later, Dale Earnhardt met the Wall at Daytona. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yep. Oh, I got a, I got a choke take from Mike nice. on that one. Oh my gosh! I, I, tried, I tried looking up this kid. 
because I wanted to see if he's one, if he was still into racing, and two, if he still had the flat top. And uh, I found something better slash worse. Uh, the first result when I looked up Lee Mullen was D side rapist Lee James Mullen jailed for 11 years for brutal rape. Lovely. And uh, you know, so we, that's we, probably this kid. Yeah, we tried. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, he's got those rapey eyes. So, Jeez. <laughs> Jesus Christ. He's got baddie rapist eyes. Okay, so we tried. <laughs> so we tried looking up someone before in a previous magazine, and I got like a British raping dentist. And another one was a killer in Wales. So it seems like all Nintendo Power readers have an evil twin, and they all live in the UK. So I looked up another Lee Mullen, and that one... So wait, that, you've... Like, the guy was Japanese? He was a whale killer? <laughs> no, Wales. Oh. England. Oh, okay. Wales. So, <laughs> Lee Mullen... Holy chickens, that's a lot of peanut butter! Uh, so I looked up another Lee Mullen, and that one in Edinburgh area... Uh, basically, it says he flew into a rage when he was told he would face jail time and showing he's a responsible citizen who shouldn't be behind bars by throwing a glass at someone's face, throwing a stool that struck a barmaid and screaming at the sheriff after being told that this was going to be getting him some time. Mm, so, I saw a monkey throw some stool the other weekend. <laughs> yeah, well, I, to anyway. I told you not to go to that Trump rally. <laughs> <laughs> um... So basically, it's bad news bears to be named Lee Mullen, is what you're telling yeah. us. <laughs> you're screwed. Right. But you name your kid Lee Mullen, expect him, expect him to have a rough uh, life, apparently. Yeah, I thought it's it almost as bad as naming your kid Lou Gehrig, I mean. <laughs> all right. I thought it was. I thought if he was a NASCAR fan, his name would be Lee Mullet. But. <laughs> all right, is that, uh, is that it for the players' polls? Yeah, I want to skip to this next right. page with this very hot Betty on it. Speaking of uh, kids <laughs> with terrible names, we have a, a feature here about the Flintstone. Sometimes I feel like I need a vacation. Sometimes I feel like I want to go to the city of cavemen, the city of bedrock. I'd be a Flintstone, now I'll tell you why. The rescue of Dino and Hoppy. When I thought we were going to keep talking. Oh, speaking speaking it. of the Flintstones. <laughs> oh, sorry. Okay, done. All right, are we are we are we, are we going to let Mike sing the theme song or not? No, I'm done. I was going right. to do it under, but then everyone kept stopping, so I'm like, all right. <laughs> I always like the uh, the Simpsons parody on it, like when Homer's driving, he's like Simpson, <laughs> Homer, Homer Simpson, Simpson. He's, he's about to hit a chestnut tree. <laughs> <laughs> um, so when he slid off the cooling tower into his car, but the window yeah. wasn't down, so he goes right through. <laughs> uh, like the dinosaur neck. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. So um, their storyline is. Whoa, 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 whoa! I got a Flintstones joke. Oh, okay. I got a Flintstones joke. All right. So, what's the difference between Dubai and Abu Dhabi? <laughs> what? Anybody want to guess? All right. Uh, People in Dubai, they don't watch the Flintstones, but people in Abu Dhabi do. 
Terrible. Anyway. Uh, All right. So, we got, so uh, a mad scientist from the 30th century has pet napped Dito and Hoppy. Now it's up to Fred to piece together the great Gazoo's time machine and follow the pets into the future. Well, by the way, Doctor Butler, the scientist, looks a lot like Hitler. I'll just say that much. Could be tra- time traveling Hitler. Where is Doctor Butler? Um, he's not really in this coverage. You can kind of see his picture on page seventeen mm-hmm. in the bottom. Uh, bottom oh left of page seventeen. The guy's terrifying. Yeah, it's kind of like a bigger foreheaded. Uh, unmustached Hitler, yeah. but the plot basically <laughs> is zombie Hitler. that um, Zazu, the Great Gazoo, like, Gazoo, is it Great Gazoo? Yeah, Great Gazoo. Sorry, mm-hmm. not Zazu. Um, like something went wrong with his time machine, and so like the Butler guy is like screwing with them. So they have to go through time to. Because, I don't know, there's, like, samurai, and there's, like, a city level. No, and... we get to see, apparently, different levels in that same time period. So, we finally get to no, see... No, because... <laughs> no, we're like, I'm looking at the overhead map, because I'm looking at this in order. And we get to see uh, a bridge, we get to see bedrock, we get to see a castle, we get to see a jungle. And it's all in the same level, so these right. are just, you know, areas beyond bedrock. Well, then, but samurai weren't around when dinosaurs were around, so this game neither. This game is this game is factually inaccurate. I have <laughs> I have many problems with it. So, you're well, saying you that he doesn't that Fred Flintstone doesn't slide down a dinosaur at the end of his work <laughs> shift <laughs> and have a dinosaur for a pet, <laughs> um, and they all have cars. <laughs> Yeah, and the, before, the, the before, really, the fossil, before the fossil, before the fossils, the really the weird uh, aspect of this game. So, the overworld looks a lot like Mario Brothers Three. Mm-hmm. I'll say that much. And then, so there's these basketball courts that are like A, B, and C on the map uh, on page nine. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like between levels, you play basketball against your neighbor. <laughs> yeah, it's a special stage, apparently. It's really weird, like. So I mean, it's like the sort of you know decent platformer. Like the, the like the mm. graphics are good. It's basket um, rock, by the way. They they bounce a rock. Well, right. But, <laughs> okay, I'm done. Uh, <laughs> I, I, uh, look, no, I'm look, just at, look at this basket rock player. If you look at the the left, or basically basically <laughs> any any page, the way this guy looks, especially when he's jumping after Fred on the left, he looks like yeah. Kanye West when he discovered he was in fact a gay fish. <laughs> Do you like fish sticks? Yeah. <laughs> did you uh, hear the story about like how they they came up with that episode? Like they actually did come up with that joke, and they're like ran to see if anybody had ever used it like anywhere because they were like, oh my god, we came up with a new joke. Like, geez. so, um, but yeah, uh, the game's the plot is super weird. I'm looking obviously. at the uh, I'm looking at the menu here for the uh, the different weapons like jump, fly, and dive. But it tells you, yeah. like, it costs five coins a hop, or air travel can be expensive, or uh, the goggles and mask help Fred breathe underwater. Uh, four right. coins per stroke. So you have to pay, f- you have to rent your power-ups? Um, so you get, you get coins from killing the enemies. So basically, you have to kill a bunch of the minions to do, like, the boss battles is the way it plays out. It actually kind of works mm. in that sense. Um... And what was the the reviewer I was 
uh, he was talking about, um, you know, some of the bosses are a little glitchy, but you end up using the, the throwing hammer a lot on, on the bosses, um, and exploding eggs, I guess, on the ice boss. <laughs> so it's like Master so. Higgins, but with a copyrighted Yeah, character. um, I mean, this is just, it's kind of a forgettable platformer from the death throes it's of, hard a, to, of us. <laughs> it's hard to say that, because you look at these graphics and they look mm. amazing for Nintendo. Yeah. I'll tell you about this well, game. Yeah. So I actually Sorry. played this game with my three-year-old. Oh, sweet. And, mm-hmm. Or attempted to. So okay. on page nine here, and I'll tell you the, the problem with the uh, fundamental problem with the game. It has a move called, hey, in there. You can feel the rocks oh. rumble when Fred grabs onto a cliff and, and swings before he pulls himself up. Mm-hmm. So that mechanic, like the controls for this game are awful um, because there's there's no... There's no, first of all, there's no like tutorial instruction telling you, oh, you need to like do this special thing to hang on to cliffs, mm-hmm. and it's not intuitive at all how that how that works. You mean you don't you're grapple like, right away? No, you don't like just jump jump up onto a ledge and he grabs on. Yeah, you have to like jump up and then grab. You have to jump <laughs> up and press like up and A at the same time, and then I, I couldn't figure it out if you had to like press up again to get up or jump again to jump up. That's that's awful. Um, but I yeah. end up falling probably three quarters of the time. Um, they, they put you in situations where you have to to do this like immediately, so it doesn't start you off like easy. It's just like oh. Here's a place where you have to uh, defy death by doing this, <laughs> and you're dead. And game over. It's like, you know, whatever, three lives yeah. and you're done. I was like, wow, that, wow, what a completely awful game mechanic that ruins the game. And it looks so Another pretty. really weird part of this game is you is you battle Dracula as in one of the missions. Like, one of the bosses is Dracula. What? I don't fucking, I don't fucking remember Dracula. Yeah. I don't. I don't remember Dracula on any episode of the Sims or of the Flintstones. Uh, so, whatever. But yeah, Dracula is one of the bosses in this game. Oh my uh, It's gosh. on the cave. The cave level. I mean, Pac. Um, even Pac-Man had a Dracula show up in his TV show. <laughs> so. And, and yes, his name uh, was Pacula. I. <laughs> I would say this is definitely like unless you're a big fan of the Flintstones. A skip would be what I would. So what you're saying is that this game is like a woman, really pretty but fundamentally damaged inside. (laughs) Wow, dark. You have an odd. You have an odd. uh, And we wonder why he's single. All right. Okay. All right. So next up, we've got Nestor's Adventures, where he's standing Mm -hmm. next to a sign that says "Vote for Nestor for President of Earth," and this whole comic is very clearly about uh, F Zero. Mm-hmm. So uh, he's he's on the track uh, playing. Looks like uh, not bumper cars, but uh, like go karts, mm-hmm. and imagining his uh, his enemies as uh, people from F Zero. So uh, I like I like the like the slurs he throws at people. Yeah, I mean, Goonwad, Goonwad, that definitely right. that seems not okay. Yeah, he calls so, someone a doink. Yeah, a doink. There's some like referee at this thing, and he's saying no crashing. These aren't bumper cars, you know. And of course, right. he's thinking it's uh, it's like F zero, and he wants to bump into everyone immediately. And he's so he's like, kiss track, goonwad, eat rail, doink. And he's like smashing all these people off the course. Yeah. 
and he's just like and then let's uh, see. so all the all the uh, cars are all banged up except for his for some reason even though he's done all this <laughs> come smashing. on you weenies I'll have a real cha- I want a real challenge mm. and the ref comes over saying I'll give him a real I'll give him a challenge right so and then he imagines that he's that he's an F zero now mm-hmm. and. Um, so he's he's facing off against I can't remember the dude's name is the the green the green the green goblin Pico. Yeah, yeah. guy whatever because he says his name yeah and um, <laughs> he's flying Captain Falcon's car and um, he's getting passed by and he's asking Captain Falcon for help and, um, and Captain Falcon just like lays into him you're giving mankind a bad name Nestor. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then he tries to he tell, gives him some tips basically, um, which I guess apply to the game um, r- about, about ramming. But it's it's so yeah. Basic. So his tip his tip is like, hey, you're you're giving humanity a bad name, but ram him off the track, right. <laughs> which is like, what, which is what, which is what you've been doing to all your other racers so far, right? <laughs> Didn't teach me life a, lessons. Yeah, his like Nestor's sort of taunting of Pico is that like a uh, Monty Python uh, reference uh, don't sit at the table yet Pico your mother was a fish and your father smelled like a swamp yeah. like, your mother was a hamster and your, your father, father smelled, smelled of elderberries smelled of elderberries so. <laughs> he, like his uh, no my father was a fish and my mother smelled like a swamp you nauseating human so I guess it was a racist <laughs> taunt or something right he had it backwards and uh, then the ref pulls him out at the end that's it Ray, yeah, yeah I <laughs> but he's talking. Uh, but Nestor's talking about I'm a hero to all Earthlings until the end of time. So basically, Nestor's gone off the psychological deep end without mm. Howard. <laughs> he's so. got much. Yeah, it's he's like trapped a, in his own mind at this point. Yeah, it's a total Fight Club thing. He's t- Tyler Durden has been killed, and now the soap guy has to figure out life on his own, and he's all like fucked up in the head. And mm-hmm. yeah. By the way, like, what the hell, like, I've never seen a race where the track people look like NFL referees for some reason. <laughs> like, the referee for this race is not a race ref. It's, it's he's got, like, the NFL whistle and shirt and hat and everything. I don't know. I don't know. He That's just came from working at the Foot Locker, okay? Give him a break. <laughs> <laughs> he's a minimum wage employee. When, All right. Yeah, before we uh, get too far, we never did talk about, like, the bosses in the, the Flintstones. I was looking Why? at the first one, and he looks like Dino's dad. Like, mm-hmm. he's just a purple dinosaur with a triangular spikes on his back. And then the second boss with the caveman looks like Fred's dad. And then the mammoth looks like the vacuum cleaner's dad. So you're saying it's like a psychological journey through their inner struggles? Mm. Deep. Speaking of struggles, yeah, it's, right. it's, it's 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 more like the Freud stones because everyone's confronting their father. Speaking speaking of struggles, keeping Mike where we are in the issue. <laughs> hey, you skipped have, ahead without me. Okay, I just brought you back. Uh, we're we're just joking. We wrapped right, it up. Anyway. We wrapped it up and moved on. Yeah, unlike <laughs> me on a date. There uh, you go. Wrapped up. We wrapped it up. <laughs> he moves on without wrapping it up. <laughs> so they did something weird this issue. They started uh, mixing up the location of different sections of the magazine. So they have classified information next for some reason. Yeah. And this is really weird. This agent doesn't get a number. They get a name. <laughs> agent special, Sid. Special Agent Sid. Oh, goodness. <laughs> Probably. But I don't know why, why Sid's in quotations. That's kind of mm, concerning. Yeah. I don't know. Sleeping in for uh, death? I don't know. 
So there's a darts game, apparently. In what? Oh. For the NES. Oh, my God. Magic darts. Yeah, we talked about this one with uh, Josh Foreman. Oh, yeah. I think yes, you missed the that half. The, the cheating robot, the mm-hmm. backwards monkey, <laughs> the macho man, and the alien who is uh, telekinetically with darts. So every, everybody here is a freaking cheating asshole. Yeah, mm-hmm. just like regular darts. So there's some <laughs> bonus stages in Pilot Wings. Um, you can apparently mm-hmm. uh, uh, fly, fly like a bird, where it's like a hang gliding game, but instead you have bird wings, which looks kind of cool. <laughs> and yeah. I'm trying to discern what the other ones are. It looks like a, a helicopter of some kind. It's hard to tell. Um, and then they have, for Gradius 3, they have a revised Konami code, which gives you a number of options, it looks like. That's all I had for... Uh, 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 class of information and next up is Final Fantasy 2 A.K.A. Final Fantasy IV. A.K.A. Mike Land. <laughs> I love this game. It, uh, <laughs> although I you don't do say. Have to say. <laughs> <laughs> Mike can only get so hard, people. <laughs> he just went from six to midnight. Yeah, ding. <laughs> Uh, all right, so I mean, all right. How do we want to? Do we want to talk about the game first, and then like some of the stuff? Like how much of the actual? Because there's a lot here. Oh yeah, obviously. Yeah, we'll, um, we'll is there stuff it. that you want to point out about what's on the pages, or do you want to talk about the game first? Like we've already talked a little bit about it, but well, we'll talk about the artwork first because it okay. is uh, awful. Well, it's awful. Well, what? look at Dark Knight Cecil. Now, mm-hmm. okay. he is a dark knight, but what color is his armor, clothes, basically everything he's got on? White. Yeah. Which is n- not dark at all. Maybe he, you can be you can practice the dark arts and still wear white. Yes, so but what you, is, when do knights not wear pants, by the way? In my fantasy, they don't. Mm. <laughs> well, if you look at the, the screenshots... Joust with me. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you look at the screenshots in battle... That's not my lance. <laughs> <laughs> If you look at the screenshots in battle, you can see what he looks like. He's a dark knight who is actually in dark armor. And this one, he looks like He-Man's friggin' flamboyant uh, uh, brother. Ah, uh, but he says when he becomes a paladin later in the game, he can also use white magic. So yeah, I man. would counter you, sir, that this is his paladin <laughs> outfit. Point well, it ben. isn't. 
because he has a yellow cape. If you look at the bottom screenshot with Kane, he's got like a yellow cape and he's got like a multicolored palette and outfit. And Is Kane a man yeah, or a woman? Speaking of Kane, oh shit, look at this fucking artwork. Uh, speaking <laughs> of He-Man's gay cousin, gayer cousin, we've got the hey, Dragoon. don't King. bash the gays. <laughs> I'm not saying they're bad, I'm just saying this guy looks super duper gay. Alright. It's a dude? Yeah, <laughs> see what I yeah, mean? Yeah, I'm saying it looks like a girl. Yeah. yeah, this is his buddy Kane, who, as you can tell from the screenshots, is head to toe in armor, like aquamarine armor or just blue Except armor. for legs and, and anything other than codpiece on the lower, <laughs> lower yeah. extremity. Yeah, and you can see in this game sprite, he has full armor from head to toe, where this guy looks like a friggin' reject from Zardoz. <laughs> What about the skull? Right, the skull we have call what? The green skull the, helmet. The, yeah, the lizard helmet. Is uh, that? Is that? I guess it's close. Or dragon. Oh, close enough. But it seems skull. to. It seems to uh, go beyond his face in the uh, sprite, but you mm. know it's passable. Even though I wouldn't call it, you know, I wouldn't call it blue or aquamarine or anything. And uh, so wait, so wait, dragoon is that like a paladin? No, Dragoon is someone who jumps with a spear. So they okay. take off from the screen and then they land with extreme force. So he's a spear chucker? <laughs> no, he never chucks the spear. He keeps holding oh. on to that damn thing. Mm. No, otherwise it'd be racist. Okay, that's a good call. All right, okay. <laughs> and then uh, what we have, um, Caller Rida? Ridia. And again, if you look at the sprite in the... Well, we'll see something. How can I look at the sprites? They're like... Ten, they're like 2% of the page. Right. <laughs> well, if you did, she has green hair. She doesn't have a fucking hat. And she also has like a green uh, shirt or dress on. Not this does multicolored... She, does she, she looks like a merchant. Does she have, does she have pantaloons in the game? <laughs> no, she just has a green dress. Oh. What about the yellow cape? She, no, she's green. Just a green dress, period. She so they were off on that one. Completely. Okay. She doesn't even have a hat. She just has green hair. And speaking of pantaloons, we've got oh the bard, Prince, Prince Edward. Prince Edward <laughs> the bard. Looks like he uh, it, it just inflated his pants like like, like huge balloons. Like an so air mattress that, for his legs and ass. Is that, is that close to accurate for what he looks like or not? Yeah, the, the MC Hammer impression is actually spot on. Okay. This one actually looks, well, close enough to him. He doesn't have, like, white pantaloons, but he does have, like, a, a hat, blonde hair, and he has, like, a harp, not this weird guitar jug thing that he's got. But yeah, I think it's, like, half guitar, half hookah. Yeah. But, um, Just so he can smoke so out of it as well as play off of it. His, well, he has a musician, so... There you go. His attack is um, like that he puts the enemies to sleep. So does does he have any like offensive weapons other than like sort of being able to use music nope. to put people to sleep? Nope. Uh, okay. Status effects, sleep. He's kind of fucking useless after that. So <laughs> luckily, you don't have to deal with him. So I I also noticed that Octomom is is one of the uh, enemies. So they were they were they were ahead of the game on Octomom. Look at that. <laughs> oh, this was one of my favorite bosses because you could target. As you uh, do damage to it, it's one, I think it's the only boss in the game where you can see the damage being done to it as the limbs fall one by one until there's only one right. arm left. So that was fun. But then you look at the Sage Tella. Yeah. And this it's is like, just... It's not, like a, it's not like a bank Tella. 
<laughs> this is just completely fucked up. He looks like a statue. I mean, look at him. He's just one color. He's like an artist yeah. sketch instead of an actual. Drawing. He looks like the yeah. old guy in like uh, the uh, the king that's like <laughs> nearly dead in Lord of the Rings. Like yeah. the one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it the, doesn't look very the su- healthy. The, the steward of the uh, the hall near Mordor or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh, if you look at the fight in Octomom, you can see what Tella looks like in the game and Ridia. See, green from head to toe for Ridia. That. That doesn't help me at all. That's like the size of a postage stamp. Well, How am I supposed to look at that? So I can't magnify it for you. I can only tell you where to look. So does Tella have the red robes? Yeah, he's it? got the purple robe and the uh, the dark the dark brown hair. Dark brown hair. Dark brown. Dark, oh, dark brown hair. The white hair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's the guy who's like okay. purple. Well, this guy looks totally inert. And he doesn't even have glasses. Tella has glasses because he's an old man. What's with like, like the this, bird on his shoulder that is like taking a no, shit on him? There's no, there's no bird in the game. Like, like <laughs> not with Tella anyway. There's like chocobos, but there. Well, there is a bird that they ride. You know, according <laughs> to the, <laughs> according to the cover, they're just throwing birds on right. it. Man, it's so, this is so Portland. Just throw a bird on it. And then, and then, so we have a white mage. Let's let's keep going a little bit here. So, yeah. white mage Rosa is she anywhere close? Um, no. If you look at what Rosa looks like in the game, if I can find a picture of Does her... Does she clean the, well, the room? No. Like, See? After you're done? like <laughs> No. If you look at her, she has a white cloak. But in this one, she doesn't have a cloak at all. She's got, like, some well, weird... Well, she kind of does. It's, like, it's like kind of behind her. You don't know. She might have a cloak on. It looks like it's flowing down over her butt. It looks it like, looks she's, like she's, she's on her way to an 80s disco. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she doesn't look at all. Like, again, look at her hair, white. Rosa's hair is brown. She's got one of those headbands, mm. like she, the 80s have. Rosa she's got the like, full body uh, skin skin suit here. And she's got that, the, that uh, boot, the that, rolled up. That boob armor is uh, legit, though. Look at that. I mean, she's she's well endowed in this oh, yeah. at least. <laughs> and then she's got the, uh, the leg warmers as well. Yeah, this is like... All right. Yeah, she looks like a, a, the front chick for an 80s band, but... Mm-hmm. And then, so there's Karate Master Yang. Who kind of looks what's, like his guy, except this guy, I don't know, with the sloping forehead, they gave him a touch of downs, but uh, he's, he's, he's a bit more centered in the game, but this okay. is... Look at those this thighs, is, this is, man. This is one of the Damn. least... Oh my gosh, those thighs are swollen like This guy hell. does not skip leg day. <laughs> no, he doesn't. <laughs> The worst part of leg day is when you, like, dr- the day after you drop your wallet, it's like, oh, it's staying there. <laughs> like, I'll get it tomorrow. <laughs> apparently, Master Yang also wears Crocs with socks. <laughs> oh so, my gosh. Mike, oh what's my wrong gosh, with he's it? got Crocs. Why the hell does he have Crocs? <laughs> Mike, why, like, why is, is Master Yang hard to play with in the game? You were kind of getting at something? No, Master, no, they, it, this was one of the more, uh, one of the least offensive Ver, uh, oh, trans- I get what translations you mean. Okay. artistically. Oh, you like would know. He, he matches the game, the <laughs> game sprite, pretty much. But uh, on the total opposite end. Black 
wizard Palum and the white wizard Porum, who look like Phil and Lil from Rugrats. Yeah, and oh no, my god, these pe- these these look fucking horrible. Look at them; they look like short, fat, ugly dwarves. Not like yeah. not like people on TLC. I mean, like medieval creatures. So the characters in the game are not fighting babies. No, and this <laughs> oh, one they're okay. like teen, they're like preteens. They're oh. and and if you look at the sprites with a magnifying lens, you can see that they do have a full head of hair, not like these little ponytail licks that they've got going on. And they actually have uh, multicolored clothes, not these curled shoes that make them look like tiny children of genies. Like fat mm. little elves. And then, okay, so then we also we have Master Engineer Sid, but he come, does he come later in the game? Like, you don't get to use him until later? Or? Yeah, he shows up after you defeat the... Uh, after the you airship. defeat the second elemental fiend when you get the airship, he joins mm-hmm. you. And he actually does look quite like his uh, sprite, except the sprite in the game keeps his glasses down. This guy's mm. goggles are up, but, uh, you know, for the most part. I've never seen a stool with six legs on it, though, but... <laughs> so, wait, so his thing is that he can quickly determine what an enemy's weakness is? Yep, he can tell you their hit points as well as elemental weaknesses. Mm. Okay. And then there's one other player here, the Ninja Edge, and you don't get him till the end, by the way this looks, or he's, what's the deal with he's this? He's the last guy you get to join your party. Okay. How far into the game do you get him, approximately? Uh, once you go and once you go underground, see you. That have, doesn't help me. Well, <laughs> how far into the game? Like what percentage way into the game? Oh, I'd say about uh, sixty to sixty-five, maybe seventy percent into the game. Okay, so you don't get him like right before the end, but you get him like you know pretty far through the game. Oh, there is one guy you get after him, but he doesn't okay. stay in the party for long. It's kind of like the this is this overpowered guy that you need to get past an overpowered part of the game, but then mm-hmm. it's just back to uh, well we can talk about the story either another time or right now, but this was just uh, talking about. I the mean, artwork. this is obviously one of your favorite games, mm-hmm. so I mean we could we could you know really go deep dive into this if you if you wanted, but I mean there oh. is time constraints here, so. Well, I'll try to. Can you do like a? Can you do like a five-minute version? And, sure. You know, yeah, like, can, like a five-thousand-foot view. Don't get too <laughs> specific here. I can try, yeah, I can. Uh, yeah, I can start off. We start off with. Okay. Okay. First off, the music in this game is amazing, and you start off with this. Uh, uh, well, I don't know how to describe the music. It's just good, and it's, it shows a, uh, a cutscene, a mi- but a, a mixed flashback when you're on a ship. You're talking about uh, arriving at a place called Mesidia. And when you do, you kill everybody who opposes you, you take their crystal, and everybody on their way back is saying, like, you know, we kind of feel pretty shitty about what we did. I mean, like, are you sure they were going to attack us with the crystal? And and even you're expressing some doubt, and then monsters attack you. And even though you don't get to control the fight, you do get to see, you know, what a battle screen looks like. And even you, Cecil, start to contemplate what's going on like why would the king order something so horrible and then when you go back you deliver the crystal to the king you express some concern about why you're uh, taking crystals away from people that aren't meaning any harm and then the king gets pissed off at you for questioning him and he orders you basically relegates you down to message to deliver errand boy and uh, you- someone's at my door I gotta go I'll be back <laughs> go ahead Mike well so 
when you do, you walk out, and then your best friend Kane uh, also protests to the king, like, you know, Cecil's one of your lo loyalist guys, why are you doing this? And then he says, well, you can join him. So Kane joins you as you and Cecil, as Kane and Cecil go to deliver this package to the nearby village of Mist. On your way there, you pass through a cave, you fight the Mist Dragon that we saw on the cover, and when you defeat it, you go to the town, but then the package explodes, revealing bombs, and they dun, burn dun, down dun. the town, killing everyone, and you realize, wow, this king's a fucking piece of work. Hmm. And then that's when you meet Rydia, who's crying over her mom, and says that, uh, Someone killed her mother's dragon, and because she summoned it, their lives are tied together. And then you realize, oh shit, we burned down the village and we killed her mom. Boy, can, can we stop fucking up, please? Mm. And that's when she overhears you talking about what you did, and then she attacks you, summoning this big buff creature called Titan. And he doesn't damage you so much as cause an earthquake that, that levels basically the entire village. Which is one way to put out a fire, I suppose. So <laughs> then you find that Kane is gone. And you can't get back because she caused a big landslide. So you have to take this girl who's exhausted herself because she put everything she had into attacking you. You take her to a nearby village. And that's when guards from your town, from your castle of Baron, come to kill her. And... Then when you defend her, she realizes maybe you didn't intend to destroy her village and maybe you're a good person. She joins you, and then you meet the old Mantella in a cave. Edward, the prince, he rules the nearby castle, and they have a crystal. So you, Rydia, and Tella go to the castle to warn him that the that your kingdom is coming to attack. But you are you're too late. You see this this neat little cutscene where the, uh, the Baron air fleet bombs the castle and then when you go there you find that Edgar Edward is hurt and Attella's daughter is dying and that's when Tella attacks Edward and unleashes one of the neatest insults ever seen in a video game because originally in the Japanese game like he's he's blaming Edward for his daughter's death so of course he's like attacking him and calling saying like you bastard this is all your fault but uh, you know because of all the censorship he ends up in the north american version he ends up calling him a spoony bard <laughs> and then you edward joins your party and then rosa joins your party after you have to defeat an ant lion which is one of which is a pretty cool game like pretty cool boss fight and then that, okay wait like i'm not trying to be that's very hard for someone that hasn't played the game to understand. So, what let the crystals But you were also do? gone for a bit. Uh, well, yeah, no, I understand. What do the crystals but, do? Well, for the for the first for the first while, they don't seem to do anything. They just like they've been passed down to castles, and separately, they don't do anything. But when you get all well, when the bad guy gets all the crystals, because even when you do get a crystal, they end up uh, taking a character hostage, and then you end up having to hand it over. So when you do, when they get all the crystals, they take off and they, uh, you get your friend Kane back, but then there was this key to a place where you have to uh, eventually figure out, you, you do get access to an airship, so you pretty much go to the one place you haven't been to already and you drop the key into a well, it opens up a place underground and that's when you realize that there were four crystals 
above ground, but there's also four crystals underground, and that there's dwarves and creatures living under. And you have to okay. get those crystals as well, but then you fail, and eventually the uh, when they get all eight crystals, then the way to the moon opens up, and this massive ship appears, takes you to the moon, and then you find out who's been behind everything, and that leads you to the final boss. Sounds but like a big so I methodics so trip. <laughs> let's talk, yeah, let's talk a little bit. So what what changed in the dynamic of the way the, the first game and this game, like, were the party, were the party... You can you stop know, at like your the, party, it sounds like. Well, no, you, well, so, you can't. But that's, that's one thing that, uh, yeah, we'll talk about the fundamental differences. Well, these characters have names. And they matter in the story because each one of them has their own part to play in the story. Right. And you don't choose their classes. They're predetermined. Right. So the original game you picked, like, you you, you picked and named your, you could have, like, all, I remember, I remember the coverage on that. Like, you could sort of construct your team as you wanted, but now you can only get one of each of these players, right? Well, you don't, you don't, like, get them. They show up and then sometimes they die or well, they right. leave. Right. I'm just... Uh, yes. So if you have but, more like, than four... You can't four... have multiple... You can't have, like, three Rydias, is what I'm saying. <laughs> no. You only get okay. one Rydia, and then... Right. Like, they have to... And each one has to take on the role of what their character does. If, like, either there's one healer, one magic attacker, one... Okay, but throughout the story... If one dies Throughout the story, the game, do you ever have, like, more than four at a time? And can you yeah, choose you get, from them? No. You don't get to choose your party. They come and they go as the story dictates. Like, some, okay. like, by the end, you'll get a full party of five, but you don't choose who those five are. They're just the only five that are, you know, so still alive. So everyone that plays through this game has the same... Experience. Same experience. Okay. Well, and then there's a change what, in the if, Game Boy Advance version where they did toy around with the story a bit. So some characters, like, either that died in the Super Nintendo game were just, like, exhausted at the time. But by the time the end game comes around, you can recruit them. So you can have a different experience at the end. But for the most part, the story in the Game Boy Advance version and the Super Nintendo version are the same. Okay, so what I want to know, if, if one of the characters dies in your party, like, are they, go are they gone gone or can you oh, revive them? No, you revive them in the battle after the battle and they're, they're okay. still imperative in the story. Okay. So there's not like it's not like yeah, Fire Emblem, like, like Mass Effect. There's no true Mass death. Effect, like depending on yeah, like Fire Emblem has true death, where if a character dies, if the game isn't over, well then you just continue the game with them dead. <laughs> okay. So talk All to right. me about uh, chocobos. <laughs> well, uh, you don't get to ride chocobos around too much. You get vehicles instead, like hovercraft, airships. But at one point, when you don't have those things available to you, or well, when there's a... So I'm looking at page like 32, the and they have... The airship. They, they, they're they mentioning yellow, four fat, different types black, of chocobos, which are birds. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, read... A, yeah. The yellow chocobo lets you walk across land and everything. And then the fat chocobo will store your items. The white chocobo will just refill your magic. And the black chocobo lets you land in forests. Hmm. So only two of the chocobos actually let you travel around. So... You said there's a black chocobo. Now I'm looking at the front page of the magazine, and there's a black bird. Yeah, and he's riding a black chocobo. Oh, snap, son. Bam. Except that. Except he gets told. Game the chocobo blouses. 
The chocobo. Point Ben. <laughs> the chocobo takes you to an island cave, not a castle. So that's. You that's, don't know he was there landing. There might have been a castle. There might have been a castle in the distance. Yeah. Point Ben. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Speaking of points. <laughs> yeah, let's get let's get to a point on this. Obviously, we could talk for hours. Like it's one of your favorite games ever. I would I would venture to say, of course, right? Oh yeah. Well, we get to see uh, this ends about. <laughs> The coverage of this in this issue ends about halfway through when you get to the dwarf yeah. castle. So you finally get to see that there's a kingdom underground, that there's people. And the interesting, the first boss you fight underground is a collection of dolls called the Calbrina. And what makes it interesting is that this is a boss that has its own unique music, which is amazing, by the way. Like, like sort of like a, a hypnotic, psychotic carnival thing. Yeah, I mean, this game is known for having some pretty good, like, retro music. I have I have heard, you know, a lot of stuff sampled from this game over the years. Yeah, so. even if you don't like RPGs, this is this would be a nice, gentle entry into the genre. So this game, this game does not kick your ass too bad. I think, I remember trying this game, um, I definitely did not have this Nintendo Power, this particular Nintendo Power, so... I was kind of lost, like, trying to figure it out, like, as a... I, I'm pretty sure this was the first RPG that I ever tried. Like, it was not uh, a great... Or I, I might have even, like, walked into a friend, like, playing it, and, you know, good luck figuring it out, oh, like, well, just walking yeah, in and watching. Th that will fuck you up. But if you play yeah. it from the beginning, it's pretty gentle. Okay. Gentle loving? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> it does have some okay. very, like, it's interesting in that, like, not all the villains here are, like, like mustache-twirling evil villains. Like, some of them are, but as you see in the uh, the very last coverage where it says, like, Rubicant awaits, there's, like, four elemental fiends you fight. The one, like, earth, water, wind, fire, of course. But uh, this Rubicant guy, he's very interesting because when you meet him, you also meet Edge, the uh, ninja, and he's got, an, yeah. he's got an axe to grind with Rubicon because he blames him for the death of his parents. Even though Rubicon okay. even though Rubicon is just like I've killed many people but I don't recall your parents being among them. <laughs> and so he actually like is trying to talk his way out of the fight not because he can't win because as soon as Edge attacks him he hits him with, like with a flame scroll and then Rubicon's just like dude seriously you do realize I'm a flame guy right? And then he shows him He's what true player. flame is. But then when he attacks you, he actually cures your party because you've been through like most of the tower and there's no save point. So he's actually just like, well, if you're going to fight me, let's do it fair. And he actually heals you before the fight. So he's an interesting dude in that he's actually got valor and character. Okay. And then he, uh, like he eventually apologizes for the death of Edge's parents because even though he wasn't responsible for them he did like take them prisoner and hand them over to his scientist hmm. who, did who did abuse them and turn them <laughs> into monstrosities and, so and is... you get to fight a Frankenstein so again this game is pretty cool and you get to is fight Ed... a giant robot by blowing up its core from the inside is Edge the person from U2 or not <laughs> Or the wrestler. That's what I, I would rather. <laughs> I, I would love to see him in you too. <laughs> Ooh, that was. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, what the does cool that thing mean? 
Wait, okay. You mean... Wait, you can read that two different ways. Are you saying you want to see him in U2? Like, Y-O-U, like, T-W-O, oh or U2? <laughs> Do you want him inside my skin, or sexually, or you, or you want to see, like... Yeah. Anyway, Edge is pretty cool because he <laughs> Edge is cool because he ends up hitting on Rydia. Mm. Mm. He wants to ride it. He wants to ride a Rydia. <laughs> he wants to give her a slow Rydia. Mm. I'd like anyway. to Winona Ryder, if you know what I mean. Huh. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so um, I could go on about this, but even I'm going to get Yeah, exhausted. there's so much. There's so much here. We could. I could answer your questions. You're now playing with Final Fantasy IV. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, ba- I'm, there's not really questions. I mean, so basically, if you like what you're saying, though, if you're looking to get into an old, you know, RPG, this would be one of the ones you'd recommend as a starter. Oh yeah, the music is great. Right. It's got interesting characters. It, there's no massive difficulty spikes. Like it, okay, it, uh, so you can uh, buy the uh, remake on your phone right now, either for iOS or Android, for about sixteen bucks. I think it's totally yeah. remade with uh, 3D graphics. It's not like modern 3D. It's sort of still like cutesy uh, 3D graphics. But oh, yeah, it has it is a like graphic. a voice. It has voice acting and and uh, and all that and touch controls. I would say play the one for the DS. It's not as graphically rich as the one that's on phones and iPads. But it's still got voice acting in it, even though, like, for a DS, they kind of look like anime puppets. Now, is is the DS one on a cartridge, or is the DS one you download through, like, the Nintendo store? No, it's a full cartridge. Mm. Okay, what's it called? Uh, Final Fantasy IV for the okay. DS. So, I mean, because there's two, there's two camps here. We either have people here that have played the game, and they're trying to be nostalgic about it. Mm. And then there's people that have never played it. So, people that never played it... Like Ben and I, obviously, <laughs> uh, you know, it w- if you're looking to try out an old an old school RPG, this would you would say this is one of the better ones to pick up and go with. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Well, the Super All Nintendo right. is really is really awesome for old school RPGs. There's like Illusion of Gaia, Secret of Mana, Secret of Evermore, Earthbound. Right. Mm-hmm. But okay, so. As someone that doesn't play RPGs, like, I look at a game and I say, like, I want to play, like, I'm not going to play all the, I'll, I'll be just straight up honest with you, I'm not going to sit and play, like, you know, t- what that would be probably two or three days worth of RPGs, like, I'm not going to do that, well, so. you can get a fact online that'll probably teach you how to, uh, like, get through everything efficiently, but. I get, I don't care, I don't want to do that, I just want to <laughs> play the few really good ones, would this be, if you were going to pick, like. Two or three Super Nintendo RPGs, would this be on your list of two or three to play? Yeah. Okay. It's, All right. It's pretty Thank good. You. Okay, good. All right. And then people that are nostalgic, it's going to be very hard for us to cover because uh, this game just broke so much ground. Like, it really just trump, like trumpeted in that this whole 16-bit uh, generation of RPGs. Like... Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be very hard for us to do justice to this game because there's so much here and there's so many turns to the story and this game really is I I mean I don't know that much about it but I know that this is held up as as like one of the standards of you know how mm-hmm. good this generation could be so yeah, well if you get the version on the, the DS like if you've got a well whether you get the le- legitimately or there are devices you may have well, maybe mm-hmm. it would def- <laughs> it's definitely worth your time 
All right, mm-hmm. let's not imply pirating. So let's go. Let's go forward. <laughs> Is are you okay with proceeding, Mike? Yep. I mean, because there's only so much we can do on this one. So yeah, I'm I'm pretty could dedicate a whole okay. po- whole uh, podcast I, series to that game. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm out yeah. of steam. <laughs> you had a steam, so. all right. So all right. Uh, next up, we've got Counselor's Corner, which has been placed here before the first half of the break, which is interesting. And uh, so we've got uh, Battle Toads tips here. How can a toad leap and live in the turbo tunnel? So this is how ridiculous the game is. They're giving you basic tips for how to jump from one side of a ledge to another. Because they have to. Because, I mean, this just pisses me off is looking at, oh, we had to provide advice on how to play through jumping over a gap in the third level. This is done by the same guys that gave us Donkey Kong Country. I think... Whoa, what was this? Hold on, what was that? Did you just throw a dagger out about Donkey Kong Country? No, I just said these are the same guys that gave us Donkey Kong Country. <laughs> it, it's rare. All right, all right. Um... <laughs> My reaction meter I think, shut up. I think what they're trying to jo- I think what they're trying to do is like show you where the secret ending that gets you to Butterbridge One is though. There's there's like a secret end of that level to unlock that. For Super Mario World, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. Okay. Anyway. And then uh, we've got uh, a, a gangly group for game counselor profiles. First up, we've got the normal looking one, Jeff Sakamoto. Uh, his hobbies are volleyball. And his highest score was the 19th level of Tetris, and his favorite game is Tetris. And looks like a nice dude, Asian American with a uh, sweater vest, sweater vest on, sweater on. Jeff Jeff's a one hit wonder. Like he's a Tetris guy. <laughs> I only play volleyball, I and I only play Tetris. I don't I don't know how many Tetris calls they would get <laughs> at the counselor's counselor's corner, uh, but sure. Let's, uh, <laughs> yeah, if you need a tip for Tetris, you can call, the, blo- call it the blocks are fall- the blocks are falling fast. What do I do? <laughs> um, so, do you want the next one, Mike? I mean, Mike, it's Mike and Mike, so let's let's go with it. Oh uh, yeah, here's uh, Michael Vetch, who's got I don't know what kind of shirt he's got going on. It's like the Saved by the Bell background. The backdrop before they put all those neon triangles on it. <laughs> well, that's and an obscure reference. <laughs> he says his best. To, he loves to play golf, music, and video games. His best accomplishment is finish Castlevania, but no continues. His favorite NES game is Wizardry, and he's got the reverse Hitler mustache. Oh, it's awful. Yeah, it is awful looking. Bad call. If you can't, if you can't, I mean. I'll, I'll admit, when I try to grow out a, a stash, it looks kind of pedo-y like that. You just can't do that. You know, you either need to, to grow it full on. Like, mm-hmm. you go, we'll you, get into it. You go, like, you Robert go. Johnson, he can grow a mustache. You gotta go amongst full Flanders. Other, I mean, Robert Johnson can grow hair everywhere. Yeah. We'll get to him. Yes. But, um, you gotta go full yeah, Flanders or nothing. Yeah, if you're if you can't, if you're at that wispy stage, like, for more than a week, you know, just kill it. It's not, you, you don't look good. You know, it's not a good idea you know, bail on that because, uh, yeah, I'm sure he'd be pretty, <laughs> he looks, he'd probably look pretty good without it too. It's a sad thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But it's like, no, I decided to go in for this picture. Knowing I had this picture that's going to be taken of me. I was going to keep, I'm going to keep the mustache. I'm going to keep the mustache <laughs> on and not shave it off for this, even though it's going to be immortalized in time and talked about 20 some odd years later in a podcast. <laughs> and then, uh, so the next, the next counselor, I'll, I'll cover him because I shared the name. Though he spells it the wrong way. He's John without the H, Whistler. 
Uh, and uh, his hobbies include theater, snowboarding, and diving. His biggest accomplishment was he was the first game counselor to finish uh, Populous. And his favorite uh, Nintendo game is The Simpsons. Ooh, assuming he means what? Bart versus the Space Mutants. But, uh, yeah, that's that's questionable. Uh, <laughs> just like, like, just his, like his hair. His, yeah, I was about to say questionable like his hairstyle. <laughs> that, a bad hair day. It looks like... The dude needs a comb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, he'd be he'd be pretty well put together if he wasn't like completely one, his, unkempt. <laughs> his right shoulder is dipped really low for some reason, and yeah, his hair is completely. It's like, like it's like the camera was falling, and he's just trying to lean in the shot. Like you got it, you got it, you got it, you got it, you got right. it, you got it. Lower, okay, lower. And so, <laughs> and ben, finally, do you want, we do have you want, Robert Johnson. Do you want the piece to, <laughs> the piece to resistance? Yeah, Robert Johnson, who also looks looks kind of like Jeremiah Johnson, whose hobbies are water skiing, advanced dozen dragons, and snakes. <laughs> snakes are yeah. Hobbies? Who has snakes as a hobby? Jesus Christ! This guy apparently. Ah, uh, he just emerged, virginity definitely intact. Virginity is definitely intact. Emerged from his mother's basement for this photo. And his best accomplishment, he finished Solstice in 15 minutes, and his favorite NES game is, you can guess it, Wizardry. Uh, and uh, uh, he's uh, got a nice nice mustache beard like we talked about. He has a unibrow going on, which is quite lovely. And, and then great. his hair, it looks like he hasn't, uh, I don't know what's happening with it. It's like, it's long, it's a, but wispy at the sc- ends. It's a scraggly mullet. You know what's, uh, alright, if he got a haircut, he would he would be... Very like he would be very well put together right. if that if he just had that. that. <laughs> just needs a trim the in between the eyebrows yeah. and then get a haircut, you know. And he would and he would he would be like perfectly presentable. How do people it, work it, like this? Seriously, it, I don't care I, if you're I, in a phone <laughs> count, you know, phone call center. You go to work I, look like that. It's like he got hot. Well, he does work on the phones, but it's like he was hired as the token Neanderthal. <laughs> like, <laughs> affirmative action strikes again. Yeah. We don't we don't want the Paleolithic lobby coming after us, so we got to have at least one the, guy in the books. What was the SNL skit about the caveman lawyer? What's his name? Uh, the Phil Hartman oh, caveman lawyer. He's called, he just called caveman, right? I don't think they had a no, name for it. All right, did they? All hmm. right, I'll look it up while you guys talk. I didn't have anything else to say about this guy. <laughs> nope, and I got nothing. No, else. I meant about uh, you know. He's oh. also wearing a sweater. <laughs> Uh, we, well, we do have the rest of the games to talk about. We got mm-hmm. Legend of Zelda. How do I defeat Ganon? Well, you know what? We we oh, already talked about They finally tell you. They finally but, tell you. Uh, oh, the character's name, by the way, is Keyrock, but he's known as the unfrozen caveman lawyer. <laughs> and it was definitely Phil Hartman, one of Phil Hartman's better SNL characters. I'll say that much. What I do like is the final one, Metal Gear. How do I destroy mm. the supercomputer? Well, from my experience, it's easy. You just install Windows 10 on it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right. And that wasn't the end, but there's, like, what, some Destiny of an Emperor and Mm -hmm. Bart tips. I dread when these show up on the taste test. On the taste test (laughs) list. Um, do we want to, ki- I mean, we're at an hour and 20. Do you want to, do you want to just kill this and then do the, the rest of it as the second half? Um, yeah, we could do that. Well, we're not at the okay. typical breaking point, but we can. I understand. They've I understand. rearranged <laughs> the, the whole article, I mean, hold the uh, uh, magazine on us though. So I think it's okay. Okay. All right. So we're breaking at, uh, where in time is Carmen San Diego, which is what we'll return with when we come back. 
Uh, in the meantime, if, uh, if you guys wouldn't mind going on iTunes and giving us a rating and review, we'd really appreciate it. And if you'd like to reach out to us, please find us on Facebook and look for Playing With Power Podcast or on Twitter at GetThePower88. And if you feel like sending a, f- a few dollars our way, you can go on Patreon.com slash PlayingWithPower. Yep. And yeah, we actually we have some really cool stuff on that Patreon. Um, uh, Mike, do you want to go through some of the stuff we have going uh, right now? Well, the first thing I wanted to do was give a shout out to our donators, Peter Guzman, James Milholland, and new one, Jason Zuzio, or Zuzio, who has pledged $5. So, wow. Thank you very much, guys. Ah, Appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, it really, it really does help, actually, because... We've been paying for all the, uh, you know, the hosting fees and all our equipment and everything out of pocket. So, uh, really do appreciate it. It means a lot to us that you're uh, you're giving back to us. So thank you very much uh, yep. to all of you. And we're going to do what we can to give back to you for what you've done. Uh, <laughs> well, the pledges that we got are like one dollar, which is just, you know, thanks. You're really awesome. Two is you get a personal shout out. Three, uh, well. You will get. Vo- we we will do voicemail messages for you if you want. Just ask for impressions or whatever. We will be your voice or Mike Tyson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can get my neighbor to, to do it. There you go. And then, by the way, that was my idea. I forgot Mike Tyson for the Dream Link. That would be the other one. Like if I could have your neighbor play me at like Punch Out by Dream oh, by Dream Link. Might be able to get, make that happen for you. <laughs> okay. All right. And then for four dollars, uh, well. It says, you will, we will actually sing a song for you if you want. And then $5 or more. Well, there was one where we offered to do your, where we actually offered to do a show with you. But that okay. one was, uh, that one was claimed. 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 Although, yep, although he hasn't gotten back to me, so maybe he just wants to support the show. So if anyone <laughs> else wants to donate $5... That will that offer will be. Oh, yeah, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure we could offer that out uh, to multiple people if you wanted to be on for an issue or you know something in that regard. So, um, yep. and uh, yeah, and, uh, and we uh, got our ten dollars per month goal. We reached our first goal, yay. which means that the Nest Taste Test, the show I wanted to work on, is uh, now going to be happening, where we can now do where once a week. I will tackle to frustration or completion an NES game of your choosing. <laughs> I got to pick the first one, which which was Nobunaga's Ambition. Woo! All right. So, so keep an eye. So I'm sure tuned, we'll put that. Yeah, uh, stay tuned. I'm sure on we'll the put feed. that out on. Yeah, we'll we'll put it out through the main channel. Yep. Um, and I also want to say, everyone's been doing a really good job on um, you know being more active on the Facebook. So like uh, that Facebook group is getting better and better about people giving us feedback and. Really appreciate it because that's probably the the way that I certainly take the most notice, um, and I, I'm pretty sure uh, Ben and, and and Mike as well. So thank you guys for being uh, reaching out to us on Facebook more because that that really gives us a better feel for how we can um, better you know make this yeah we, podcast for you guys. Yeah, letting us know that you care really empowers us and lets us know that we're not just hanging out for our own benefit, but you're getting something out of it too, and that really that really helps. And unfortunately, it looks like the archive archive copy of 
Nintendo Power has been taken down by Nintendo, but uh, we still have some other ways to to you know, direct you if you want to go find uh, the issues. So hit us up if you're looking to download and read along with us. Yep, we can. Um, uh, yeah, you can ask, and we'll we'll send you one ourselves. They we can't shut- we will point we will point you in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, uh, and uh, that's about it. You think, guys? Oh, I don't, I don't, I don't think we uh, announced who's going to be hosting the taste test show with me. Oh, sorry. Let's leave okay. that as a cliffhanger for part two. Yeah, yeah. So with that, oh, yeah, there we go. let's wrap All up right. part one. Secrets will be revealed next time <laughs> on <laughs> Playing with Power. <laughs> uh, all right. Until then, I'm Ben. I'm Mike. And I'm John. And now you're playing with power. Entertainment system. Now you're playing with power.